Hello, Vibers, and welcome to the Vibe with Kai podcast. It's your boy, Kai, and I am so excited to be sitting here with TikToker and my friend, Julita Marie, who taught me how to say that right before we started recording, even though I've known her for like the longest time. I promise to not mess up her name, but here I am messing up her name. <laughs> let me tell you. You did great. You did I did great. great. I practiced so much. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you about this inspiring person uh, that we're going to be talking with today. Uh, I've been following her uh, here on TikTok uh, for, for well over a year now, I, I would imagine. So uh, mainly because uh, she does an amazing job at just educating the world uh, around topics of race and gender equality, law, and, and so much more. And I'm excited to be sitting here and talking with her today because she uses her platform uh, to speak up and advocate for so many important things. And most importantly, and this is the best part, she's genuine. Uh, she's based out of Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, I love her because she speaks so eloquently. She's uh, incredibly sweet, smart. She's a good friend. Uh, and even though she won't admit it, she's a great dancer too. She won't admit this, but she's a great Whoa. dancer too. <laughs> it's my honor to welcome Julita Marie to the it podcast. Is, Hi. It is great to be here. Thank you. I just interrupted you. I'm so sorry. How <laughs> dare you know what? Podcast over. You ruined it. You, I wrote that whole big intro for you and you ruined the whole thing. And now it's all, I have to start from scratch. My, I think I'm blushing. My cheeks are turning a little bit red. Thank you, I met, I know, seriously, I met every word. Like I, I've been following you for the longest time. And one of the main reasons that I started to follow you was because of how genuine you are, how passionate you are, uh, and how you use your platform to really just educate as many people as possible. And you continue to do that, even though so many people try to stop you <laughs> from doing so. Um, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy. So uh, I want to get right into this. Um, I, 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 I kind of want to start with this subject right here. We're recording this on, on Friday, uh, June 24th. Now, the first time that people are going to hear this will be on Monday, um, but literally maybe a couple hours before we started recording this podcast today, uh, we have learned that the Supreme Court of the United States has overturned Roe v. Wade. Bah humbug. <laughs> Quite the way to start off on Friday. Um, just what are your initial thoughts on that topic right then and there? Just your raw initial hot take. My raw initial hot take? Um, yeah. That I think we'll hear a lot of people saying, oh, the system is broken. The system is broken. But to them, I would say the system isn't broken. It's doing exactly what it was designed to do. Like this is how the U.S. legal system works. And like... It, you, like yeah, it's not yeah. broken you can't fix something that isn't broken <laughs> like right, right, this right. is just how it is and I, I like I wish it was any other way do you feel do you feel like I know what, what, right before what, we were talking right before this and we were saying how we were disappointed but not surprised yeah. right um how do you feel like we as a country could even like move forward if we have that kind of ideology, like that kind of like numbness, I guess, to it that we're just, we're so disappointed. But I think all of us unfortunately saw it coming uh, based upon the things that have been happening over the past couple of, I guess, four or five years. How do you think we could even like move on from this or, or move, move forward or fight this? Well, it's, 
first, like we should all like hold space for ourselves to process our emotions with mm. regard to this decision and, and other decisions that have come out recently. Um, and then really recognizing, you know, like who was there when this system was built, who was sitting around that table and it, it wasn't women, it wasn't, you know, black indigenous peoples, it was a very small demographic. And like, how does that perpetuate into today? Like, yeah, now people who aren't white men are being invited to participate in the system as lawyers, as judges, but like at the very foundation of it, like who built this table? And is it something that like can change so that it is more inclusive so there's sure. it's more equitable um and then going from there like like what needs to happen um so that we can ensure that everyone's rights are protected equally across the board right do you feel like because you because you're obviously you work in law so you're very familiar with it that's what you are educated in. that's what you went to school for and so on and so forth and and you even alluded to this before you were saying how this is literally how the system is made it's like this, it's doing exactly what it's supposed to do in a way even though we're disappointed even with that knowledge do you feel that there is a way that or is, if there, is there anything that we can do um to help move forward just as a society like anything that i could do or anything that the person next to you could do to help just like like anything at this point i'm trying to find some hope i'm trying to find some optimism in today you know what i'm saying and you are you are the eternal optimist like you are always looking i, am. I love that about you it's one of my favorite characteristics about you um i guess there let me think it's so because it, it's such a monumental task to try to accomplish and there's so many different moving parts and and at first like identifying what do we need to do now to make sure that women are supported now? And, and I've already seen people on social media talking about like, how do we ensure that if someone is in a state with trigger laws that needs help, that needs support, how do we get them to another state? And that, that raises, by the way, like the right to travel to another state, like that's a whole different constitutional issue um, unrelated to this opinion. So hopefully that is a little bit more solidified, like an individual's right to travel from one state yeah. to another to seek abortions or to seek um, reproductive health care. Right. Um, but still like that concurring opinion by Thomas was alarming at, to say the least, mm -hmm. particularly with the other cases that he cited, like the right to contraceptive care, the, the right to same-sex marriage. Although noticeably missing from that list uh, was Loving v. Virginia and the right to interracial <laughs> marriage. I can't imagine why. Why? Why, <laughs> why would you think that's, that's missing? I don't understand. <laughs> why would he not include that? That's interesting. It's crazy, crazy thinking. Because it personally affects <laughs> That's, it's just, it's just, it's so disappointing. And like, I, as a as a male, you know, I always like always want to make sure that I check myself, you know, and never try to I, I try to stay in my lane, right? But I also know that I have a platform and I always want to be able to use my platform in a way to um tell people stories and, and raise awareness in, in any way that I can. 
Um, do you think that there's anything specifically that men can be doing right now that better in this regard, you know, to, I mean, outside of the moral stuff, <laughs> obviously, you know, in regards to, you know, the way that we treat women, which is horrible as it is, but um, right now with this kind of uh, judgment that has been ruled down as men, what can we be doing better in this regard? I, well, it depends on, on, because, okay, rewind. Uh, <laughs> I need you to solve all of this right now. This is what I need I'm you gonna, to do. In this one 45 minute podcast, <laughs> yes. I'm going to solve all of the Solve it problems. all, please. Yes. <laughs> um, but I think the number one thing that, that men can do in, with regard to this specific issue is to listen, mm. listen to individuals who have uteruses. And, and I say that specifically, like, because it isn't just women who have uteruses. It, it just anyone who has, listen, like, listen. <laughs> Absolutely. No, that's, that's, that's really important. Yes, I hear you. Listen I, first. I, I and then like, you know, maybe you have a friend who wants to just talk about how they're feeling, like hold space for them. Um, and then let women and, and individuals with uteruses like take the lead on how to really address this um, and how like, like coming up with a plan for how to support individuals who do need this sort of um, uh, like reproductive, who need help getting access to reproductive health care. Right, right. I, I'm looking towards you to solve all of this at some point within the next 24 hours, if you could. Uh, the country needs you. You are su you are a superhero right now. I need you to step in and do some like Marvel kung fu action here, please. Well, and there are so many individuals like on social media and off social media talking about these issues who are way better suited than I am to to trust me. Like, I, <laughs> don't I, undersell I, I, yourself. <laughs> I, I'm I'm I'll be the first to admit where like my shortcomings are, and, and this particular topic, like I I know a lot, but I also know that there are a lot of people who know more than I do. And, and this is definitely a situation where I would look to, especially like black and indigenous women and um, two-spirit individuals, like listening to what they have to say. Um, Cause I know like, for example, the immediate reaction after the opinion was leaked, there was a lot of talk about opening uh, Planned Parenthoods on reservations with zero regard to like uh, like a lot of the people talking about that specific like potential solution couldn't they they could not tell you about tribal sovereignty they had they couldn't care less about it until this moment when it could benefit them or even talk about like access to reproductive health care amongst black and indigenous communities like it, it it's yeah <laughs> i hear you well as Keep me updated. Let me know uh, when you figure it out, uh, and I will, <laughs> I'll be there to to support you. Give me thirty minutes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'll put it in your Google Calendar. Make a little invite so we can all uh, figure all that. Uh, I want to. I was. I want to go back for you personally to March twenty twenty, right? Um, when the world first caught on fire, <laughs> uh, when we first entered this uh, panorama, our panini bread, our Panera bread, as some people call it. Uh, how much has life changed for you personally since March twenty twenty? So much. So, like in February. 
I had just moved, like I was practicing law. I had just moved from Knoxville to Nashville. And it was like, I just moved here. And then there were tornadoes that hit middle Tennessee. And so I was heavily involved in like the recovery efforts for that. And then the week after that, everything shut down because of the pandemic. And so I went from going like a hundred miles per hour, like working full time and then spending my extra time like volunteering to just sitting at home, trying to hold depositions via Zoom. Like it, it was wild. Um, by the end of the year, I actually decided to leave the practice of law. And so like, I went from doing that full time, like working, volunteering, serving on multiple nonprofit boards to just by 2021, focusing on my mental health, focusing on what I like want. And for the first time in my life, putting myself first and thinking like, what do I need in order to um have like a, a healthy mental health that's not, a, that's sure. not you get what I'm trying to I say I do no I know exactly what you mean yeah absolutely, so, absolutely. Um, and then like accidentally building a social media platform <laughs> in the meantime because that I, I think like at the beginning of the pandemic I maybe had like 400 followers on Instagram and then now here I am <laughs> <laughs> um with 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 a few more than that yeah Um, how weird is that for you like to like to to know that you have a platform now like did you ever think that you would ever have the platform that you have now no but it it, and I like as I was sitting at home and like really thinking about like what do I need and and where am I lacking like in my life part of the issue was I felt like I wasn't being heard that I was particularly when I was practicing law, like trying to raise specific issues that I noticed, especially during like the summer of 2020, saying like, this is, this is really sus. Like, why, Mm -hmm. why is this the way it is? Apparently I was asking too many questions, but I won't go there. (laughs) Anyways. um, So now like having this platform, it's like, I finally feel like I have that platform to not only like put my thoughts out there and and really share what I'm thinking about what I'm seeing around me but also trying to like uplift other voices um and and other people like yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) does does, do you ever feel any kind of pressure you know to now that you have this platform right and and people either turn to you for insight or turn to you to hate on you and we'll get into that later um but do you ever feel any sort of pressure to I guess not really perform but to live up to that expectation that people have of you now that you have this platform yes and no so like from the get-go I've always tried to be my genuine self and that really goes a long way because it's like, I'm, I'm not performing for TikTok. Like, this is just who I am. This is who I am as a person. Mm-hmm. I have some very strong opinions that um, certain people might not like, uh, but that this is who I am. Um, I will say the pressure that I feel is less about performing and like living up to a certain standard and, and less about that and more about understanding the true impact of my words and what I post. 
Um, because I went from feeling like no one was hearing me and, and like I was screaming into the void to, oh, wow, now I have tens of thousands of people who, who want to hear what I have to say on a specific issue and understanding that like what I say and what they hear me say could impact how they carry that message forward, not just like on social media, but like off social media when they're interacting with their friends. And the last thing I want to do is cause more harm than good. Right. I I was going to ask you that. I was going to ask you like with the words that you put out there uh, and and the content that you put out there, do you feel that you have to be so, I guess, careful (laughs) about how you say things? And like, do you feel as though you live under a microscope now a little bit because of the platform? I've always felt like I lived under a microscope, like having my words scrutinized. So I've had a ton Mm -hmm. of practice of being very precise with my words and going to law school helped with that too. And what I've noticed, particularly when I post about like controversial issues is I can be as precise as I want to be with my words, but there are certain groups of people who will see what I say, interpret it through their lens and then get mad and react to how they interpreted what I said, which it has zero foundation, what I said. And it's really easy to like point back to what I said. It's like, where did I say that? Why? Are, I literally never said that. Why are you upset about this? Um, so I've had a lot of practice being very precise. Sure. Words. <laughs> Do you ever find yourself getting frustrated, you know, with the response that you get from things sometimes, or like you, you, you go into it with, you know, with a certain mindset and does it like, maybe people aren't getting it or people are, uh, you know, attacking you for whatever reason. Do you ever find yourself getting frustrated and having to like pull yourself back a little bit? Less frustrated and it's more in my head, like a learning opportunity. Mm -hmm. I take a look at, excuse me, like, okay, here's a comment section where there are, well, for example, in one of my recent posts, I posted about how, um, there was a protest at a Juneteenth celebration in Tennessee. And a lot of the comments in that comment section were, well, they have the right to protest. And I was like, like in there thinking about it, it's like, I never asked if they had the right to protest. And I actually had a little back and forth with, with I believe um, an attorney who focuses on the first amendment. And they were like, this is protected political speech. I was like, okay, I never asked if it was protected political speech. What were they protesting? They're like, well, I don't have to repeat what they were protesting, but it is protected speech. And then I was like, okay. But if you keep focusing on the fact that it's protected political speech, you never have to go to the next step of the conversation, which is how does living in a country where that kind of rhetoric is protected political speech impact black and indigenous communities in this country they haven't responded to that comment yet how could they i mean how could they (laughs) like what would they they say what could they possibly say next that wouldn't make them look horrible (laughs) i mean in my at least in my opinion and the intention isn't to make them look horrible right right is to make people think like y'all can scream up and down how this is protected political speech but y'all will avoid saying what it is they were protesting and saying like 
what is this, what is the impact of protecting this type of speech? Right, right. Do you feel as like, you know, going to law school and, and working in, in the, the legal system in your life, do you feel that your, uh, both your gender and your ethnicity have played a part in, <laughs> I, know, I know this probably goes without saying, but uh, do you feel as though your gender and your ethnicity have played a major part in both the, I guess, the successes and the um, complications into, you know, becoming to, you know, becoming the person that you want to be today? Oh, 100%. Yeah. I, like, <laughs> that's a huge question to answer. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, 100%. And I wish it wasn't that way. Like, I very naively went into the practice of law thinking, okay, like it just, all that matters is what I think. All that matters is like the work that I do now. That's not the case whatsoever. Like I genuinely tried to just focus on the work. Nope. Were you treated, were you treated differently than, than other students? I definitely had some interesting experiences and it wasn't just like me. It was something that um, like black and indigenous, did we have any? I don't think we did. Black, Latina, Latina, um, disabled students, like anyone who was othered, anyone who was marginalized, uh-huh. like in school or in practice. Like it was, it, it, it's very clear that the practice of law is not designed for to accommodate. Others. <laughs> and I think that as someone yeah. who like I was involved in um, organizing. CLEs focused on diversity, inclusion, and equity. Like, I'm not just saying this, like, from my personal experience, I'm saying this, like, with regard to, like, the work that I've done to try to push the profession um, to be more inclusive. Right. Do you, I guess, I guess it's fair to say that you, do you feel as though you had to work harder than most other students for multiple reasons? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that in a, in a way made you the strong-minded person that you are today because of that. Oh yeah, because I had like even now, like I will triple check everything I say before I say it. So then when I have someone come at me sideways, I'm like, <laughs> you're literally reacting from like your emotions. You're not you didn't you didn't go research this, like what? <laughs> like, you you are objectively wrong in this situation and I know because I spent like however many hours researching this particular issue before I posted anything about it right no well so so let's talk about that a little bit because we've kind of been alluding to this you know already in regards to like the reaction that you get uh sometimes uh and and in in your words and and I agree with this is that you have strong opinions and I like that's that's what I love uh, about about the work that you put out, and I know so many other people uh, love that as well. Um, but there are some people that get a little annoyed, <laughs> to say the least, uh, when you when you when you say something, even if it says something so simple or something that's so you know, it wouldn't seem as though to start. Like I feel like you could put out a video being like, "I like dogs." And all the cat people will be like, why do you hate cats? And you'll be like, that's not what I said at all. I just said, I like dogs. What is your your problem? Um, What is is it like to constantly just get this, like these visceral reactions from people to the words that you say? I, I 
like at first it like I'll admit it it kind of did like impact my mental health because I was like why I don't understand why they're so mad like I never said that why are they reacting and so I sat down with myself I was like okay let's look at who's mad why are they mad like why do they say they're mad is this something I ever okay I never said that so this doesn't personally affect me this is them like projecting how they're feeling or how they're reacting to what I'm saying onto me whatever and and it's gotten to the point where like unless I have like some sort of rapport with someone on TikTok or off TikTok, like I could not care less about like the comments that they're leaving on my page. And I try to focus on like interacting with the individuals that I've like built, that I'm mutuals with, or that I've already like seen what they've posted on social media. Um, And like, if, if someone that I've built that rapport with comes to me and is like hey I kind of like disagree with something you said I'm like all right cool let's talk through this um but like there's and and then even if it's someone who I don't know who comes to me and is like oh I kind of disagree with something you said it depends on how they approach me like there's a difference between um I remember I posted something about like Oh yeah, it was like a video that went viral because I asked my dad for nail polish remover for acetone. And he actually, he brought back this, which is <laughs> like the stuff that you buy at the auto shop. Yes. Um, it works. It works yeah. really well. Um, but it kind of like precipitated this conversation about the pink tax. And so I had someone who like claimed to be an economist come into my comment section and they didn't say, oh, like, what is, how, how do you view this particular issue? Like they didn't approach me like that. Instead, they just immediately started saying like, you don't know what you're talking about. You're just like a woman, blah, 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 blah. Like saying the most wild things instead of like sitting back going, oh, this is an interesting issue. I haven't like I, I've heard about it, like with regard to razors, but I haven't really heard about it with regard to acetone. Like, let me hear what she has to say. Um, and so th- like how someone approaches me really changes whether or not I'll like actually choose to interact or sure. if I'll just troll them in my comment section, which <laughs> I really enjoy doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how much, I guess, cause I would imagine like uh, like more often than not like the people that respond are probably going to be like yay go go you like they'll understand what you're saying but like obviously there's going to be some you know a, a percentage of them that don't how, how much does it bother you like when you're when you're about to go to sleep at night and you're like about you're about to lay your head on the pillow about to close your eyes and like how much of how much of those people that leave those comments or responses or stitches or duets how much of that like makes you lose sleep at night? At the end of the day, mm-hmm. I get paid. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just sitting there like, yeah, you're being mean, but like, thank you for boosting my content. Right. Thank you for so, commenting and boosting the algorithm. I appreciate it. <laughs> like, thank you. I. So yeah, when I first started, I definitely like lost sleep over it, but yeah. not anymore. Now I'm just like, I, I know that like the people that I value in my life, like in real life and then like off, on social media, we've all discussed these issues and we've had healthy discussions about them. So I'm, I'm pretty like 
confident in my opinion on this particular issue right you can disagree with me all you want I think that says more about you as a person than it does about me and (laughs) thank you for like like sometimes I'll design content and post it and it's less about like what I post and more about the comment section and so in situations like that I'm like thank you for helping me prove my point (laughs) and and so yeah that's fair do you I guess <laughs> let's let's call let's call them out for for who are making these comments most of the time if not all the time it's it's men oh yeah if not all the time it's uh it's men and what you and I have talked about this before uh but I want to kind of just educate people as to you know that may not know that may be listening that may not have heard our conversations before about this but um a majority of the people that uh attack you or want to give their opinion towards you or talk at you uh, are men. Uh, And there's a certain toxicity that is out there that you have to swim through. Um, I don't don't even know if I have a question here. It's just like, I I mean, (laughs) and that's like, okay, I'll I'll, like, I'll just say that's half the fun is like (laughs) designing content so that, and, and, and it'll be like the most innocuous statement, mm-hmm. but like the response to it will help me show, cause I, like, I know I'm not gonna change the minds of the people, of the men who are like, women are inherently submissive cause they're mm-hmm. born that way. Women, like men are born with leadership qualities, says the guy who has never sat on a nonprofit board or any board for that matter, or <laughs> led like a single thing in his entire life. Right. To, um, like, right. um, and, and really showing the people who are on the fence, you're like, there, there aren't people who think like that anymore. I'm like, just look at my comment section. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like I have I have screenshots don't even like don't even try (laughs) don't even try to say that like uh this 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 is definitely like a real issue and and like you have you have two different layers whether you're talking about like sexism and misogyny or like racism um there's two different layers you have like the one the first layer which are the people who like actively perpetuate these ideologies who are actively like putting content out there, who are saying things in their everyday life, um, really pushing this idea out there into the world. And then you have the next layer of people who are like, oh, that first layer of people doesn't exist. They don't exist. And then, so when you have content creators like me and, and there are so many other content creators who do this too, pointing out like, this is a red flag that they're saying this, like this is a dog whistle. In the comment section, you'll have people saying like, you're just an eternal victim. You're just making this up. This is a, and it's like, I could sit here and explain like why, like if we carried on this conversation to why this is a dog whistle, why this is a red flag, like you might hear me. I don't know, probably not, but you're just going to like that individual more often than not, will just like go back and be like, no, you're just an eternal victim. And it's like, I like, that I, 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 you know, I don't know very many victims who are like out there actively trying to change the world but you, you know I, more power to you. how many of your followers like what percentage of your followers are male 
Okay, this was an issue. It was like back in like February, March, it was 90%. And 90%, I was like, good Lord. And I was like, how the do I have? See, I censored myself. I don't know why. I don't know <laughs> how why. the fuck do I have? Like, based on the type of content I put out there, how the fuck do I have? 90% men. So I've been working on that. Um, now it's down to 70%. Thank goodness. Because it's just, it, it is. Well, if it, if, it, if it makes you feel any better, uh, 90% of my audiences are, are people that identify as female. So hopefully uh, to all of my followers here that are, that are, that identify as female, please, please go follow my friend. <laughs> please go follow my friend. Let's get that number. Let's get that number. Let's get that number up, please. Uh, I saw somebody on a live recently. Um, they, were, they were having a spirited discussion about something and they said, and I want to get your opinion on this because I don't, I don't think I agree with this, but they said, if you're entering into a conversation and you feel triggered by the conversation, you should not join the conversation. And I was, and I, I thought about that. And I was like, that kind of defeats the purpose in my opinion, right? Because in I their brain, it was like, you, you're not allowed to have a conversation with somebody if you're emotionally invested <laughs> into it, I guess. I think I understand what they're trying to say because yeah. this is something that I do. Uh-huh. Um, and, and I could be completely wrong. I have no idea what they like, right. but this is what I do. And, and maybe this, um, if it's a topic that I know is personally triggering for me, like, mm-hmm. um, like the trending topic is related to sexual assault or something mm-hmm. like that. I won't just jump into that conversation. Mm-hmm. I will take a step back. I okay. will really reflect on my emotions. What am I feeling? And mm-hmm. hold space for how I'm feeling. Really dissect that. And then decide, okay, do I want to enter this conversation? Sure. Is there something that I can contribute in a positive way? Or am I just going to go in guns blazing? Right, like, right. oh my God, like, ah! Right, um, right, right. which I, I, I have done before. Like I started, doing things, so. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. I get that mindset. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Uh, like taking a step back and like, like determining like whether you want to join this conversation or not. Right. Uh, and I guess from that standpoint, it's like a personal decision. Right. But like to them, like they, I guess they won't know that. Right. Mm-hmm. So like to them, to him, the, to the person that said it, I feel as though, like in his brain he'll always be the authority of that top of that discussion so it's like oh he'll just be like oh you're just triggered right now blah blah blah. it's like like even if you were to be like no i i I thought about this you know i'm just something it's just something that i'm really passionate about um and that's not his land to decide if someone else is triggered and i think that's probably where you feel like uh that's kind of sus no Mm -hmm. that's like a personal decision that Mm -hmm. i or anyone else can like has to make right right and I mean I've been told by people oh you're so triggered right now I'm like no I'm I'm definitely not I I don't know how much that's a go-to thing to say right now oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah oh we triggered the left (laughs) did did you (laughs) or are we just having a a chat can we just chat can we just have a talk we're just having a conversation (laughs) um so how do you relax like I, like uh, all of this stuff that we just talked about, like 
all of this coming from left and right, happening in the United States, uh, happening in your life, so on and so forth. Um, how do you escape it all? How do you like relax? What do you do? I okay, so I mean, I posted content about my plants, like on yeah. Instagram. I've like like I've decided to just like exclusively dedicate Instagram to like outfits of the day and plants and then like I just started a Pinterest where all I'm gonna do is post pictures of plants yeah um so that that's kind of like my outlet not posting the stuff but like spending time with my plants right um also spending time with family um like cooking I like really (laughs) really mundane things um driving cars really fast which is like that's fair super random uh, no, i don't think that's random. i i like roller coasters so like i okay. i will i travel i travel the country riding roller coasters because that that is an escape for me i love just the adrenaline i love the thrill of a roller coaster so i, I totally i totally get what you're saying i don't okay that's i can't do roller coasters oh, oh. this interview is over and <laughs> And button is pushed. Roller coasters no. are my life. No, it was over <laughs> when you mispronounced my name. Exactly, it was over. <laughs> it's done. I, 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 I love roller coasters. No, I get it. I like roller coasters are for everybody. And I always say to people when they're like, "I don't like roller coasters." I'm like, "Cool, that means there's less people in line. <laughs> so I can sh- less people in line, so I can I can go right on. I don't have to wait as long for the ride." Just, um, I'm like, I'm like, I don't know who built it. I don't trust them. I like that's that's like my thought process when I'm on ro- on a roller coaster. Do you know who but built your a car? My dad does all the maintenance. Okay, all right, that's fair. That's what it's like. Like if I have an issue with my car, yeah. I, I like I'll call my dad or I'll call my yeah. brother or I'll call my husband <laughs> and I'll be like, it's making this really weird noise. I think there's an issue with this specific part. Like, yeah. Think? <laughs> the re- the reason that I ask about how you kind of escape um, is because I know another topic of 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 yours and mine too that we are passionate about is just uh, mental health and just how we. Uh, you see that segue? You see, how I, you see how I did that? That was a really good segue. Thank you. Thank you. Three years of podcasting. Who would have thought? <laughs> would have thought? Um, <laughs> but uh, mental health, it's, it's important because it's, its I mean, for those of you that are listening that aren't aware, like earlier this year, I was uh, diagnosed with high anxiety and severe depression uh, and I'm 35. And, and to be diagnosed with that as a 35 year old was quite the experience <laughs> quite it is quite the experience i literally have my happy pills right here to keep me to keep me sane um but that was a big that was a big adventure for me and and uh, i've been i've been documenting the entire process ever since and it's been quite the journey um how has being a content creator for you especially one that that advocates uh for so much how has it uh, affected your mental health well I mean (laughs) having that many eyes like or at least like being perceived Mm. I'm not used like for the longest time um like I like I said earlier I went from feeling like I was screaming into the void and no one was hearing me to tens of thousands of followers and so that by itself comes with this, like, oh shit, I'm being perceived. Mm. Um, and then 
that like that was interesting to process because it's like I'm not used to being perceived and then like the way that I was being perceived especially by like the male demographic was not necessarily like I I could just be like existing and there will be comments about like my body or my lips or and I'm like I think I posted a TikTok where I was wearing my suit and I had my like a Mickey Moto pearl necklace on and someone commented "Ooh, I love it like I love like making women wear pearl necklaces or something like that and I was like literally like women it is never about what we're wearing like like how it it just makes me like I like I I'm like I'm a guy and it makes me cringe and I can only imagine how much it makes you cringe, how much it makes women in general cringe. Like, I, I just, I don't, like what, how can a guy just sit there and say that and think that it's okay? I, I, I don't know. I feel like I'm the crazy one sometimes, but I'm sitting here reading these comments or seeing these videos. And I'm like, you sat here, thought about it, typed it out or filmed it, posted it, and was like, go me, good job me, <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I successfully put myself out there as a misogynist. Yay. <laughs> Yay for the likes and the views. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, mm. and then Drew comes in. <laughs> I can't even laugh, like, I love I, I, that, I need you to learn how to do her laugh, please. <laughs> I, I, I don't think, I couldn't, like, no, I, I couldn't even try like sh- her laugh is iconic it <laughs> is. I love her I love what she's doing and it's just like you want to talk about triggering people and, <laughs> oh, yeah right like these men should not be responding when they're, when they're so triggered like what um I, but like I know for a fact like the majority uh, I, 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 you know what, I'll say it, like, all of the hate that she gets has nothing to do with the fact that, like, she's making fun of people, like, she's literally matching energy, and, like, I've gone out of my way to be, like, super fair with a lot of the content that I put out there, and I still get hate, so, like, I, I know, like, that, that is, like, the number one reason why I will 100% support you, like, would I do that? No, that's not my, like, that's just not my lane, that's not, I'm not very good at, roasting people like that but I will 100% support her and what she's right. doing like right. I will happily hit that repost button I yeah. will, I will <laughs> happily do like, it <laughs> and, and like and that's another thing like yeah so a lot of the comments that I'll get under some of my videos I'll be talking about the like unique issues that like women deal with and like the specific scenarios and there is inevitably men in the comment section who are like men deal with this too blah 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 and I'm like but are you making content about it like I'm out here supporting men who talk about like this stuff on their social media platforms I don't see like women in their comment section who are like this happens to women too no you see women in their comment sections who are like oh I support you like I understand la da 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 and it's Mm -hmm. like this is why I'll say like, I do not give a flying fuck about like issues that men face. If the only time that specific person like brings it up is in a comment section where women are talking about what women are dealing mm-hmm. with. 
I love that. That's I, I don't even know if I could ever put that any better. I, I think I'm just going to save that sound bite. And just like, you know, that little button, that little button you can just push and it just plays whatever sound. I'm just going to have that on a button and then just hold it up to people's faces. <laughs> no, like, and I would be willing to bet money. Like that is the reason why you hear men say like, women don't care about men's emotions. Let it, and I'm like, do you only bring up your emotions when women are trying to talk about like the issues that we face? Cause I don't know a single, like, it, I don't there, know a single there's woman. There's too much generalization and, and Trevor Noah put it great as well, that we're losing nuance, we're losing context. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of that is really, really important when framing a discussion. And mm-hmm when you lose those two things, when you lose nuance and you lose context, it's the wild west. You could just frame anything, any way that you want. You know, you can say, you'll end up saying things like, oh, women don't care about men's health, but like, no, that's not what she's saying at all. (laughs) Yeah, That's not, that's not the conversation that's at hand right now. Let's take a look at the context of which, of, of the conversation. Let's take a look at the nuance why she's saying you know what she's saying and so on and so forth and then from there you can form your opinion and put out whatever you want but like if you leave out those specific details or if you don't even take it into consideration then like you're you're not helping the cause at all Mm -hmm. at all no like i know i know (laughs) Ah. you speak with a lot of other content creators about mental health is that like have you learned a lot from them in regards to mental health? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I feel like I've always been kind of aware that we all have our own, like, individual journeys with regard to mental health. Um, so, and it, not just, like, on social media, like, off social media. Like, I've had very candid conversations with, like, my friends who are still practicing um, about mental health. And, and so... I am really excited that I like live in a bubble where that is a normalized conversation. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think sometimes I'm reminded on social media that there are people who genuinely think that like, like therapy means that you're like going to therapy means you're a weak person. And I'm like, so I need to avoid you as a person right. <laughs> because I know that like if we ever interact, like you're just gonna spend all that time like projecting your right. emotions onto me instead of like sitting back and you, I just mm-hmm. so it's been nice to live in, in a bubble where <laughs> it, it is accepted. Like it, it's yeah. normalized, even yeah. and and one of the things that like I've noticed is that like I've had a lot of men who are like, you need to go to therapy go to therapy and I'm like okay actually the first time I went to therapy was because a man said you need to go to therapy right and then I went to therapy and I started going and my therapist was like why the fuck are you here (laughs) and I was like well because this guy said I needed to go to therapy and then he was like well why did he say you needed to go to therapy and I was like well because of this he's like well, that isn't okay um <laughs> I, what other reasons do you think you need and like literally the whole first session was me trying to convince my therapist that I needed to be in therapy right and he was just like 
So it looks like we need to focus on helping you identify what gaslighting is. (laughs) (laughs) And so it was super helpful. Like that was something that I needed to improve. That was something I needed to recognize. Like you do a pretty good job of like recognizing your emotions and and identifying them. And uh, yeah, so. Yeah, oh my goodness. I, this this is one, the, the last question I want to ask you is this, because this is, I think this is really important. Um, like I told you before, 90% of my uh, audience are people that identify as female. Um, and there might be people listening um, to this right now that might have found themselves in similar positions or, you know, will be in similar positions or have been in similar positions or currently in similar positions as you have found yourself in over the past couple of years. What would you say to women out there listening right now that have to deal with that toxic masculinity in their life, what would you say to them? What is your advice to them? Um, I would say spend time focusing on yourself and prioritizing yourself and practicing that because that was one of the hardest things I had to do growing up in a society where I'm conditioned to put other people's needs before mine. Like that, that was the number one thing that really helped me on my journey and really identifying like, what are my opinions? What are, what are, what do I need? What do I have to do? And it'll feel so selfish at first. You will feel selfish doing this, but it is not selfish. You have to put like, you're on an airplane and those masks come down. You have to put your mask on first before you can help anyone else. Like put yourself first it's okay. You're not selfish for doing it. Yeah, that that's, that's what I would say. You're, you are an incredible person. Uh, and this, this uh, chat that you and I had today uh, has been years in the making, because like I said, I've been following you for the longest time. I think and since I've had like less than 10, 20,000 followers. It's been, it's been such a long time and look at us now. Us little rock stars over here. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I'm a rock star, but <laughs> you're a rock star. You know it. You know you're a dang rock star. <laughs> um, and no, I'm super. I'm super excited. I'm. I plan on being down in Nashville at some point this summer because my friend Bobby, uh, random guy in Tennessee, he lives down in Nashville. I have a couple other friends that live down in Nashville, and I'm like, I have a bunch of friends that live down in Nashville. I need to like make it down to Nashville because like I feel like Let everybody's there except for me. Yes, absolutely. I definitely will. And you got to show me where all the good food places are, as long as it's not seafood, because I'm allergic to most shellfish. So I don't want I don't want to die. Nashville hot chicken. Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Barbecue. You're you're speaking. You're speaking. I mean, the barbecue here isn't as good as the barbecue in Memphis, but we have pretty darn good barbecue here. Okay, I'm going to hold you to that. If I'm (laughs) let down, if I'm let down, this podcast never goes out. (laughs) <laughs> I, I have that much like literally have so much confidence in Nashville hot chicken like they started building Nashville hot chicken restaurants in LA Ooh. like that's how that's how good it and in Chicago it needs to come to Philly now it's so so good and I'm have, saying as someone like who has family from Buffalo New York so yeah. like, I love a good like hot chicken wing have you been to Philly I think I've been to Philly once to go look at like isn't that where that bell is with the crack Jesus Christ. <laughs> that out of all of the things, out of all of the things in Philadelphia, 
that's the one thing you're going to reference the bell and, with the crack. And I just remember like, because we did the tour with the bell <laughs> with the crack. Like it isn't the big crack that's famous. No, it's this tiny little crack that's like the famous part. Yeah. I'm so disappointed right now. At There's least I so many things. Tiny <laughs> There's so many things that you could have referenced about my city, and you decide to go with the bell with the crack. I mean, it's all good. <laughs> it's we're the city. We're the city of brotherly love. We will accept you with open arms, and I'll, I will get you a cheesesteak. It's a cheesesteak's on me. Okay. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> oh my God. Thank you uh, so much for sitting with me today. My friends, if you are listening to this and you're like, hey, I like that person. I want to see more of that person. Nah, I don't know why I'm talking like that. Nah, she. I want to see more of that person now. Make her a big star. Um, <laughs> if you want to see more uh, or listen more to, uh, to her, or if you're like, hey, she has a lot of strong opinions, I hear. I want to hear these opinions. If you're one of those people, go follow my friend Julita Muddy good job yes i'm gonna put i'm gonna put her contact or her her uh screen name on tiktok down at the bottom uh click on that go follow her you're not going to be disappointed unless you're a toxic male then you're going to be very disappointed um go follow her uh she is an amazing person i'm so glad that uh, she is a content creator that i've met on tiktok but she is also my friend um vibers as always if you are a person that has a favorite content creator out there and you want me to interview them please let me know i will reach out to them and i'll get them on the calendar thank you again for sitting with me julita Mori. <laughs> the pleasure was all. Um, <laughs> I see now you got me saying pronouncing things weird. All right. <laughs> I just I need to I just need to make sure uh, one day I'm gonna get it right. Just one day. I I I, I can see the confidence in your eyes slip away so fast. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, my friends! Thank you so much for uh, listening. As always, God bless and good vibes. Bye.